This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. Bill McMahon, along with my dear wife, Jerry, finally talked her into... Finally. Yeah, she's in Grandmaville, actually. So <laughs> it's always being a grandma and yep. watching Zeke. And Zeke is here in the building, actually. Yes, Zeke is in the building. Zeke's in the building, right. And and we have to get these shows done right on time because he's going to be hungry by the yes, end of this. So all the things we have to he think about. He rules the roost at this point. He does. Yeah. He does, actually. And when he's hungry, he gets, like, hangry. Yeah. He's the happiest little kid. Until he gets hungry. Mm-hmm. If he gets hungry, like, like he's, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, on a fast day. Like I'm hungry right yeah. now because this is a fast day during Lent. And actually, one of the things in Lent I wanted to talk about was Peter in his last hours with Jesus Christ because this guy was so brash. Like Peter made amazing statements. Mm-hmm. I'll go to the death with you, Jesus. And Jesus says, "You'll deny me three right. times before the rooster grows once, buddy. Mm-hmm. Don't even tell me about how much you're going to do." And actually, we find it in Luke 23. 31 through 34, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. So Satan's after you, man. You need to be paying attention. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brother. So he knows he's going to deny him. He knows he's going to have that turning back to Jesus. He replies, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. And Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows a day, you will deny me three times that you even know me. Yeah. You don't even know me. That's what you're going to say. It is. I mean, it's one of those things where you, in the moment, you think that you're going to be stronger than you really are. Right. And I think it's amazing that, you know, Jesus is praying for Peter. He knows he's going to be facing this. And Peter's like, I got this. Right. I'll be just fine. Right. I can handle it. Right. I, he's got everything. He's got walking on the water now yeah. because Jesus Christ, he's not walking on the water. Can I come? Yeah. So he books out there in the water and he starts looking at the waves, sink. So Jesus Christ has to grab Pulls hold of him. Up. Yeah. But he was the one guy. Like, he's the guy. If anyone was going to jump out of the boat, he's impetuous. Yeah. Anyone jumping out of the boat is going to be Peter. Anyone saying anything brash is going to be Peter. Like, I would love to meet this guy, actually. Oh, yeah. because he, we he will someday. Be quite, oh, yeah. He'd be quite yeah. the character. But sometimes we have to be open to the fact that we're going to get tested, mm-hmm. that things do come up, that maybe we're not as strong as we think we are, that we right. need more of a God reliance instead of just like, oh, yeah, I can handle that. No problem. Because saying it and doing it are two different things. Like saying, I'll go to prison, I'll die for you. Then when push comes to shove and people are accusing him of being one of Christ's disciples and he's busy denying it, even right. even calling curses down on himself, he was so adamant that he didn't even, I don't even know that guy. I don't even know Jesus. That's a lot different guy from the guy talking. Right. And yeah. I mean, when you're in the situation where now you're fearing for your own life, you know, right. are they going to now take me and also try to convict me? Right. Is a fearful thing. And yeah, depending on our own strength. Right. It's not always a good thing. Right. And what you say and what you do are sometimes two different things. So you got to watch what you're going to say. I think sometimes with him, what my lesson would be from Peter is don't be so overconfident. Yeah. I think sometimes we're so overconfident in our own strength. We think that we can handle it. Maybe we're going to, because he's going to be falling asleep mm-hmm. in the garden of Gethsemane. And we've got this thought that I can handle it on my own. 
when in, when in reality, we can't handle everything in our own. We do need the strength of God. Yeah, absolutely. And the Bible stresses over and over again, you know, that we need to tap into that power of the Holy Spirit will strengthen us, right. you know, give us the the courage to withstand right. things that on our own, we really can't. Right. Well, how about, how about all the people that will say, oh, I, you know, that was me. If I was in that I situation. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would, that guy blew it. I wouldn't have blown. I mean, if I was in that situation, I would have sunk the three pointer. I would have, right. I would have had the courage. I would have stood up. I wouldn't have behaved myself in that way. I mean, even, even these people that Jesus Christ was talking to, they, they would say, oh, if we had been there in the days of the prophets, we wouldn't have persecuted them. Right. We wouldn't Mm -hmm. have killed them like that. Meanwhile, they're putting Jesus on a cross. They're as bad as anyone was. See what you say and what you do sometimes are two different things. So watch what you say. I think that even, you know, people on the internet will put things on Facebook, you know, I'll do this or that. But if they were face to face with that person, they would be very, it would be a whole different story. And I think it's the same thing. You can be real tough when you're just talking about it. But when push comes to shove, we're not as strong as we think we are sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Because we can be braggadocious when we're not in the battle. Yeah. There's one thing like, I don't have any fears. I'm not scared. I don't have any anxiety or anything like that. We're not even in a scary time. Yeah. yeah, the sun is shining. The water's smooth. There's nothing to even alarm us. So like I said, don't be overconfident. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're actually praying about things. And also, I think that you have to count the cost before you just say yeah. what you can handle. You got to think it through a little bit and say, well, what is that going to look like, actually? You know, if I was ever in that situation, what would it look like? I, I try not to go through life overconfident. I try not mm-hmm. to thing. Hey, you know, it doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter. Like I can do anything or say anything or be, no, it does matter. You can't be overconfident. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You have to think about, um, like you say, count the cost even ahead of time, be prepared in your thinking. If I'm in this kind of a situation, how would I handle it? Right. You and, know, and then it, it helps you know what you need to rely on the Lord, you know, in right. situations like well, how, that. How about this lesson? We just don't, we don't spout off. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. Yeah. Right. Like maybe, maybe he just shouldn't have said it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he shouldn't have been running his mouth at all and putting himself out there. I think some of the things I've thought this many times in my life, I'd rather do it than say it. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people that'll they'll say, 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 say what to do, not do anything. I'd rather not tell you what I'm going to do and just show you what I'm going to do. Well, it's think, better to do it than to say it. I think too, in this situation where the Lord is telling him. I'm praying for you. Satan wants to sift you like wheat. You know what I mean? You're going to deny me. And Peter's not even listening to the Lord. He's right. like, he's so confident in his, in his own strength that he's not even listening to the wisdom that Christ is offering him at that moment. Yeah, you, you bring up a great point. I think sometimes when people are talking to us, like we're not listening, when they're trying mm-hmm. to give us warning or encouraging, like we've got the volume turned way, way, way down. Yeah, because we know better. Because we know better. Yeah. Well, he must not have been thinking about what Christ has said when he was denying, busy denying Christ. He did it three times. You would think after the first, like, whoops, Jesus, didn't Jesus Christ right. just say that? It's almost like it's not even registered. I think that the fear, or probably the adrenaline of fear is what's ruling his thinking at that moment. It's self-preservation. Right. He's not even thinking about the consequence of his actions right. or how he's going to feel later. And I think sometimes, you know, we're in situations where, you know, the heat of a moment, you might say something and then you regret it. It's right. like, why would I say that? And I got to go apologize because I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> <You know what laughs> I mean? But at to, the moment, it felt really good. You know? right. I forgive you. Don't worry about it. No, 
watch what you say, count the cost, pray about things. I think that we should be praying for wisdom anyway. So yeah. we're fasting on wisdom, right? So, you know, I'm praying for mm -hmm. wisdom and it's actually our fast day is about that today. So we do need it. So I would say, don't be overconfident. I'd also say this, be cautious and don't overreact. Now, when they're in the garden, Peter is pretty bold. Like he said, I'll yeah, go to jail with you. I, I will go to prison. I'll die with you, right? In the garden, it seems like he's there because in 49 through 51, when Jesus's followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. Now, this is Peter who does this, right? right. <laughs> but Jesus answered, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. That's always an amazing, amazing part of the story, yeah. right? It's really cool. And I wonder, too, like we were talking earlier, like, why did they even have swords? What was the whole reason that they had swords? And I thought, you know, maybe Jesus wanted the opportunity to show that even in the face of turmoil and the fact that they're going to arrest him, he's still showing love and care for the people that are coming after him. Right. You know, well, maybe the guys maybe you put a sword in their hand to show them. Even with a sword, guys, you ain't that tough. Yeah. So <laughs> sometimes God might put a sword in our hand to show us, even with that, you still need me. You're not that tough. Yeah. But no, he goes and he lops off an ear. I, I think that maybe he should have been thinking about this. Like, I was wondering, too, when he hit him in the ear, was he that bad of a name? You know what I'm saying? Did the guy duck? You know, because I would think if you're like swinging at somebody's head, that's a mess. Like I would count this. That's not really a bullseye. It's me and the axe throwing. Yeah. Oh, well, nobody knows about your axe throwing, Jerry. So It's really bad. Right. There were six other people there and Jerry thinks the world knows. No. I you, don't care. You don't care. You don't, you can't throw an axe. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying my aim was probably just as bad as uh, Peter's. Maybe worse, yeah. Yeah. Because so. you could, well, yeah, you were terrible <laughs> at it. You know, you would probably like be like Peter. He's a fisherman swinging a sword. He's got yep, no business. Pretty much. Yeah. He probably didn't even have any business with a sword anyway. But I always thought it was kind of funny. Like, he, he makes this big swing at the guy mm -hmm. and hits his ear. Like I said, I I mean, he did get an ear out of it, but I would think... <laughs> That was a miss, dude. Like that was that was that's just all that all you do is make that guy mad if he's yeah. tough at all. And you know the high priest isn't there. Like the high priest is hiding. Mm -hmm. You know, he's this is the servant of the high priest coming. So that the priest guys, the official guys, they aren't even there. They're they're letting these guys do the work. Oh, so yeah. the servant, like I was wondering, well, why'd you take a swing at that guy? Well, maybe the servant of the high priest is the guy who was lead at the party. Yeah, after, he might have been the closest one to him. Well, yeah, but I'm saying yeah. maybe he's the spokesperson for mm -hmm. the group. He's going as the official person so that's why peter's right. taking a swing at him so jesus christ stops all that stuff but i think sometimes we do react out of emotion we do mm -hmm. take a swing at people we do maybe we should be thinking about this first yeah because you're not going to win this like you he could have killed that guy right straight out right you're not going to win this day i mean they've got multiple people with clubs and swords you got two swords like you're way outnumbered yeah. you're way outpowered you're not, you think you're going to do something. And even Peter wanted to get in the way all the way along. He didn't want Jesus Christ dying all the way along. He's kind of getting in the way of the whole thing. So yeah, he right now understand. he's stepping again. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, in this whole situation, Peter, even though Christ told them he was going to die, he told, he forewarned them all these things. They still, again, really weren't seeing the truth of what he was saying. Right. And now he thinks he can prevent them from taking Christ. And it's like, this is the ultimate prophetic thing that's going to happen to, you know, rescue all of us. Maybe you know, sometimes we sin. do have that tendency to underestimate the things that are coming at us too. Mm -hmm. Like they said, hey, we have two swords. Jesus said, is that enough? 
Not even close to an hour. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I mean, if you really want to physically fight, if Christ could have called a legion of angels anyway sure. and protected mm-hmm. himself, I mean, he could have gotten out of it. He was going to the cross on purpose. He willingly laid down his life. Right. Two swords. And you think that's really enough? Mm-hmm. These guys, um, for real, have no idea what's coming down this pike. Like when this big entourage of people show up with the clubs and the swords, I'm sure that they're not really thinking it was ever going to be anything that heavy duty. When Christ is there at that trial, when ultimately he goes to the cross, I'm sure that they could not conceive of that all the way to the resurrection. I I just don't think that these guys at all see how big this really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They didn't really have any clue what they were going to encounter or ultimately, you know, what was going to be the final impact. Right. But do you think there are sometimes like we underestimate storms in our lives? Like we underestimate what's going to happen. In other words, we think, ah, it's kind of kind of be a small thing. I think even the start of the Civil War, they thought that. Mm-hmm. Initially, in the first battle, it's a small thing. You know, it's going to be over fast. You know, not having any idea. I mean, there's going to be a, nearly half a million people killed in this. And yeah. it's going to be devastating, you know, the war and the implications and all of that. I think sometimes, you know, we just don't realize how big the storm is. Maybe at home, we don't realize how big the storm is. You know, at work, maybe there's a storm coming. People are talking to us. You know, with, ah, you know we're kind of blowing it off. We're not really taking it that seriously. Maybe we hear rumbles of layoffs or something like that. I think that we have a, a huge tendency to undersell trajectory and where we're really headed. Yeah, it, it could be. Yeah, for sure. Right. But yeah. for sure, don't react emotionally. Like that is one thing you that I would take from that. here. Yeah. When we, re- a lot of times I see this all the time and you see it in social media with, like you were saying, the social justice warriors I'm behind my right now, you know, I've got my keyboard in front of me. I don't see anyone real around I'm me. I can, bad. right. I'm yeah. being big and I'm being tough and I'm emotionally responding to something that bothers me a lot of times those are regrettable things Mm -hmm. you know because then you're like you said you're apologizing to somebody you're like ah you know i really shouldn't have said that but you're caught up in the moment Mm -hmm. so i would say don't react emotionally i just saw a video of a guy and they they're like watch this and so i did you know i'm saying (laughs) well you watch this i did watch it and there's this guy and this truck just keeps messing with this little car that keeps trying to get around with them so apparently little guys made the truck guy mad because the truck guy keeps it's a two-lane interstate or highway going the same way and so he keeps trying to get around this guy and the guy in the truck just keeps speeding up so whatever he needs to do to make sure the guy can't pass by The guy finally gets mad enough. He goes around the right of everyone. Now he's in the berm. He comes through and tries to shoot the gap. So the truck speeds up, and now he's even with the guy. This guy tries to run between the truck and the other vehicle. Hits all of them, ends up flipping his car, like, up on its nose end, totally wrecking his car. And I'm thinking, emotions. Yeah. You're, you're emotionally... You didn't get there any faster. You, you've <laughs> lost it. Like You've yeah. completely lost it at this point. You're emotionally reacting. You're taking out your sword. You're taking a yeah. swing at somebody. It's emotion. Mm-hmm. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. And I think too many times I see decisions even made. It, it could be marriages, jobs, anything. They're made emotionally. Yeah. They're not sometimes made logically. Like, I'm really going to think through this. Right. Like, where's this head at this trajectory, this rhetoric? Like, where am I heading in my behaviors? Let me think through this logically and not just emotionally. Right. Absolutely. Right? I mean, we're where's the self-control, like even with Peter, you know, in the situation where he's denying Christ, you know, just take a breath. Right. Think about, you know what I mean? He, he'd been better just to say nothing, right. you know, ignore them right. rather than get caught up in it because, you know, now you have this 
for the rest of your days, probably you think about that. You well, did I that, mean, you know? he forever is pegged as denying Christ. That's for sure. Right. But so I'm going to go to jail and die with you guy. I cut off the ear of the high free servant guy. I don't know him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is now this guy. So in verse 60, Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. That's the third time mm -hmm. he denies Christ. And the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. This is one mm -hmm. of those accounts where it's really... He just had to make him feel sick at his stomach. Stunning. Yeah. Well, the whole trial, I mean, the whole culture, yeah. like our trials would go on inside a courthouse, not any open air type mm -hmm. of things. Remember when we were in Ecuador, it was more of an open air. Like yeah. you, the church has never had windows. Yeah, it's just open. It was open. No so glass. there were big tarantulas crawling around on the yeah. walls. I remember that, like, I couldn't speak the language of the film they were showing, but I could watch that tarantula. Like, where is that spider going? <laughs> because they could just come right through. There were no, there were no real, like, windows in this place so i look at this kind of setting where more open obviously mm -hmm. they could hear and be aware of what was going on the trials going on and it would be interesting to think of what peter could hear of christ aren't you going to say anything and this whole thing of christ going back and forth and getting punched and then finally yeah. he says you'll see the son of man sitting at the right hand of right yep and you know they're tearing their clothes like how much of this is peter really involved in being able to hear but anyway they were definitely within eye shot of each other because when Jesus tells him, you're going to deny me three times. Now, he does it the third time, the rooster crows, and the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's terrible. What did I tell you? Yep. Didn't I just tell you this? Mm-hmm. Didn't I tell you you were going to do this? Didn't I tell you? He had told him in the Garden of Gethsemane, pray that you fall not into temptation. He goes to Peter directly. Peter, could you not even pray one hour? Could you not? watch with me for one hour went directly and called peter by name knowing and now as soon as he does it christ is aware of all the stuff going on he's getting mocked and he's in this whatever faux trial garbage that's going on right. where they're gonna send him to the cross ultimately and he's still aware enough like he knows peter just denied him so you wonder could christ hear that could Christ hear his buddy out in the garden? I don't know that guy. I've never seen him before. Jesus is looking at him. Yeah. Or did he just know? He He's knew. Just looking at he knew him. it was going to happen. I think in this whole situation, too, you, we just need to be sure that we're always in prayer. Right. Always in prayer that, you know, God will give us strength, that God will protect us, that God will give us the words to say or the tenacity to stand up when we need to because we don't know. Right. Like, Peter in the garden, yeah, Jesus telling him, you need to pray, you need to pray, but he really didn't know what he was going right. to face. Right. Jesus knew what he was going to face and knew that he needed that extra measure of strength. But Peter just thought, I'll be fine. Right. I got it, you know, right. because he was clueless as to what was in front of him. And we don't know, you know, right. what situations we're going to face down the road. So being, so be, be prepared, right. Be prepared. But I think, you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're talking and we're going to say this, look, don't be overconfident. Oh yeah. Make mm -hmm. sure, you know, don't overreact, be cautious, but mm -hmm. also be consistent. If Peter's consistent with what he believes, if Peter's consistent with his own words, he says, yeah, I know. Yep. I absolutely know him. I'll stand with him right now. I'll die with him right now. You can put me on a cross right now. Now, that's obviously not what Christ wanted to happen to Peter because right. Peter needed to be a witness. He needed to be helping to plant churches and to be an evangelist. Mm -hmm. God did not want Peter dying right then, but Peter still could have been consistent. And I think sometimes that is the biggest danger is we're not being consistent with what mm -hmm. we say we believe. Yeah. Oh, I'm church Sunday. Woo, yeah. You know what I mean? I believe, I believe we get out there on a work day. 
living like a devil, swearing like everybody else, going out drinking and doing all this stuff. Where's the consistency? Right. Wait, wait, wait. I was just there saying I love Jesus the day before. Now I'm acting like I hate everyone around me. Where's the consistency? Right. Yeah. We need to be standing for truth no matter what situation we're in. Right. You know, doing what's right. And if you say you love someone, you should act like it. Yeah. If you say you love Jesus, act like it. You say you love your family, act like it. You say you love your friends, act like it. Yep. Don't don't be saying you love someone and then in your actions be denying it. I mean, the inconsistency here to me is telling. Mm-hmm. I can't be saying something and doing something else. And this yep. is an area where I would say perhaps of growth for Peter, perhaps for growth for any of us, we've got to be consistent because we don't want to deny Christ. Yep. And we could deny Christ by the way that we live. We could mm-hmm. deny Christ and act like we don't know him, you know, out there. Well, you know, I don't want anyone to think I'm a Christian or I'm one of those Jesus freak people. Right. Mm-hmm. Why not? It would have been better for Peter just to own up to it and say, no, yeah. I know him. And the irony is, which I think this is kind of funny, actually, and we'll close with this was the, the guy's ear that he lopped off. One of the high priest servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, challenged him. Didn't I see you in the garden? Yeah. <laughs> Was that crazy guy swinging a sword? Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure I saw you. He was there. The guy was there in the garden, saw the whole thing happen. He goes, no, no, no. I was, I saw you there. Yeah. And even with that, there's still nothing but denial from him. Still denied it. Yeah. So be consistent, right? Be cautious. Don't be overconfident. And then we won't fall into these traps that Peter fell into. We hope that you all have a great and a blessed week. Thanks for tuning in. We super appreciate it.